1: What's up, football fans? Welcome back to another fans first football show. I am one of the hosts, Jeff Hartman. This is not Rob Guerrero. Lord knows what he's doing. He's probably out one time, one off after New Year's. But I got Wesley Coleman filling in. Wesley, what's going on? How are you?
0: I'm great. I was asleep before midnight, but it's a happy New Year, so that's why I can uh, be up and do this show on this day.
1: I can't even tell you the last time I stayed up until midnight. Like it just doesn't really. It's it, I don't know. It's just like not that big like at
0: all, or, or on New Year's Eve.
1: Well, really at all. Like I, I'm an early riser. I go to bed early. So for me, it's just kind of like, eh, like, what's what's the use of staying up till midnight and being tired the next day? It's just not for me.
0: I don't yeah, know. Never, I've, never. I've kind of been a routine as well.
1: <laughs> but nonetheless, here we are talking about week 17 in the books and what a week it was. There were a lot of, there was a lot of movement in the NFL. There were a lot of teams that needed to win. A lot of teams that needed help. Maybe they, some got that help. Some didn't get that help. Let's talk about the game that I thought was the biggest game of the week. I was excited to watch this. And again, it was a letdown for me. And that was the Miami Dolphins going to the Baltimore Ravens at M and T bank stadium. I thought this was going to be close. This wasn't close. The Baltimore Ravens blow the doors off the dolphins, 56 to 19. Now the dolphins, not only are they not secured an AFC East championship, which means they wouldn't have a home game, but two is dealing with a sore left shoulder. Uh, Bradley Chubb, I believe, could have a a, a non-contact knee injury, could be out for the rest of the season with an ACL. Uh, What was your takeaway here, Wesley, with this game? This is a dud.
0: I mean, the big takeaway is if you just look at uh, the four games that the Ravens have now played against the the top two through five teams in the NFL, the Ravens are the best team in the NFL right now. Yes. And it's not close. Um, And, you know, 491 yards of total offense that they put up. Is crazy against a Dolphins team that earlier in the year we thought their defense might really be a strength of the team, uh, of what they were doing, and then you a Dolphins team is really in flux. Of this is a team that has a fifty point win this year and a thirty seven point loss. Yeah, I mean, how th- those things happen in the same year? I guarantee that's never happened before.
1: Well, again, yeah, the Dolphins are coming off of a home win over the the Cowboys, which most would call that a quality win, but the narrative surrounding the Dolphins has been. It's been that they can't beat these teams. They can't beat these teams. And and I'll say this. I hate the Ravens. I'm a Steeler fan. I I hate everything about the Baltimore Ravens, but (laughs) no one, myself included, anyone else on this NFL podcast feed, no one was talking about the Ravens as like the best team in the NFL. It was, well, you've got the 49ers. Well, you've got the Eagles. Well, you've got the Cowboys, all these teams. No one was saying anything about Baltimore, but you're right. They are the best team and I'd say the most complete team in the NFL right now.
0: So real quick, just on the Dolphins. So the Dolphins have losses to the Eagles, the Bills, um, the uh, now the the Ravens um, close game against the Cowboys, but the teams they've beaten has been bad teams. They beat the Chargers, the Patriots, uh, the Panthers, the Giants, the Broncos, again, the Patriots. Uh, they lost to the Chiefs as well. They beat the Commanders. This is not maybe th- th- this record that's coming out with a lot of wins. May- it doesn't really result in a lot of what we call quality wins. Right. Um, they have I don't. They haven't beat a good team. No. And, and a part of maybe Cowboys.
1: A, a part of it is kind of like, it's kind of smoke and mirrors. I feel because you have these. You said seventy point outing over Denver and everyone's like, wow, look at Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and. Mostert and NHN running the ball like crazy and Tua's be accurate with the football. They've, they've run into these stretches where they're, they can't move the ball with any type of regularity. You saw yeah. it against Baltimore. They couldn't move the football. And, yes, they were running the ball at a decent clip, but it almost felt like the Ravens were like, you know what? You think you're going to run your way to victory? You're not going to run your way to victory here. You, you're going to have to throw the ball, and, and they were ready for it. They were absolutely ready for it. Now, looking ahead, the Baltimore Ravens host the Pittsburgh Steelers next Saturday. It's going to be a Saturday game, in which case that game means nothing for Baltimore. They've already locked up the number one seed. They've locked up the AFC North division. Let me ask you real quick, Wesley, if you're the if you're John Harbaugh, what do you do in that setting? Do you play your starters? Do you spot like pick maybe someone that's banged up and say, okay, I'm going to rest you? What do you do?
0: Well, so the the problem is for them is that they also since you have they have the number one seed wrapped up. If you give people off the week 18, you're also giving them off the first week. Right, and that gets scary. So me, I think I play my starters the first half of the game. Ooh. Um and maybe you want TJ Watt, Watt hitting Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't know if I want Lamar Jackson not playing for three weeks. That's true. I mean, essentially taking off two games is yeah. three weeks without. So so I, I now if Lamar Jackson, you know, they score twenty one points in the first quarter for some reason, then I'm like, okay, get get yeah. Lamar out of there. Like, but I at least want him getting some reps. Um, maybe, I mean, even at least the first quarter and then the rest of the guys kind of making sure you control, you know, uh, who, who's in and out, but taking off basically two weeks in a row would be, I would, I would also be scared of that. Cause I think we've seen that not work for teams, um, as well.
1: Shoot. Look at Tony Dungy. He used to always do that with the Colts. He'd always give Peyton Manning off and you're like, gosh, that's a lot of rust. And then you're second guessing yourself. Yeah, I would probably play it like a preseason game as well, you know, unless there's a player that's dealing with an injury that's been nagging them and they could use the two weeks off to get right. Yeah, I think you want to play your guys. Dolphins, though, they prepare for the Buffalo Bills at home. This game is going to be for the AFC East. This is a Sunday night affair, and this is, this is a lot on the line. Now, a lot of people are like, well, they already have a playoff spot. I understand that. You want that home game. You want to host a playoff game. What are your thoughts
0: on that one? I just I what we just talked about like I don't see how the Dolphins can win this game. And the Bills have been up and down and they've struggled. The the Bills beat the Dolphins uh, 48 to 20 um earlier in the season, I think week 4 maybe, uh, week yep. yeah, 3 or 4. Um I I I don't see how the Dolphins win this game. This this is going to maybe maybe turn into an ugly win and then you're talking about a Dolphins team that has like you said all these players and then their coaches all celebrated of what he's doing. And this is going to put a real sour note on them. If the, after the way the bills started, the bills come all the way back and clinches the division This is going to look really bad on the dolphins.
1: Well, let's go to the bills and they win. They, they had to win. They beat the Patriots 27 to 21, but let's not pretend like, let's say you woke up or you missed the game. And you're like, Oh, well, the bills won. This was not a pretty game. Like there, there were a lot of turnovers in this game, defensive scores. The bills didn't really light it up on offense. Um, it, they, I don't even think they had 300 yards of total offense last I checked. What was your takeaway from Buffalo the way that they won this game?
0: Well, Buffalo's, it's, it, it's, a, again, this weird thing of what's going on with them is this is two weeks in a row because now last week, um, they, um, uh, you know, they barely beat the Patriots this week, but then last week they barely beat the Chargers. Um, it was a two point yeah. win against the Chargers, I believe. Um, after when they smoked the Cowboys 31 to 10, we we're like, oh, now they're going. This is, so I, I don't know what we can necessarily find with them either. Um, I think that they're being smart about figuring out that um, just give the ball to Josh Allen, let him throw forty times and run it eight times is not the way to win. That that wasn't working for them. So um, them being smart about this and yeah, yeah two hundred they the Patriots outgained the Bills in total offense I'm looking by thirteen at it now. That's by thirteen total yards. Um, so. Buffalo has got to and they're going to really struggle with this with a clinching game against Miami and then also in the playoffs. But Buffalo has to commit to this run game. It has been the difference maker for them. Um, And if they're just going to just try to throw the ball and and throw for 350 yards and beat you, I don't know if they have a path to, to win that way
1: if you go back to that win over Dallas, that was the game where Josh Allen didn't even throw for hundred yards. Nope. He said he felt like the kid in the group project was, that okay. got sent, got an A and did nothing. And it was a great it analogy. It was, but you, you look at this game. They only threw for 154 yards. I mean, I, I, I know what you're saying about like, yeah, you've got to run the game, run the ball, but in the playoffs, you're going to have to have some type of aerial attack. If I'm the dolphins next week, we're we're let's air raid the hell out of these guys let's force them to throw yeah, yeah. the ball you, because you, when if they, if you
0: can make them that way yeah trouble
1: because that's when they get themselves into trouble when josh allen's gonna have to throw the ball i don't yeah. i don't understand this bills team has been up and down all year
0: josh allen 169 yards passing bailey zappy 209 zappy threw three interceptions and no touchdowns oh, yeah. so I, let's not get too crazy but he did throw for more yards and these two quarterbacks combined for zero touchdowns and four interceptions
1: well, I know Josh <laughs> Allen had a rushing touchdown. They they did yeah. like their, their version of the, had uh, two, had two. they had two. Okay. Very. Yep. Yeah. So the bills, they find themselves in the driver's seat right now for the AFC East. We'll see how that plays out. Let's go out West for a there, late just, game. Just mention, oh, there's also
0: sure. a possibility. I believe can't the bills lose this game and still not make the playoffs. I isn't think there, they, a, yeah, I isn't think there a there weird a scenario? Just the right. I, yeah. The, with Cleveland and one other team can knock them out. Like, there's a weird scenario where Buffalo loses this game. and doesn't make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, because you have Indianapolis. You still have Jacksonville hanging around uh, Houston hanging around all these teams that if one of them would have lost, they would have been out of the race. They're still in the race. We'll talk about that a little bit. Let's go to a team that's still alive somehow some way. But for the second straight week, the Pittsburgh Steelers put up 30 points. This is like a rev- this is a revelation for Steeler fans like, oh, my gosh, you're allowed to move the ball in offense and score points. They win 30-23 to over the Seattle Seahawks, and it could have been worse. Najee Harris, heads-up play, could have run in for a score, took a knee. I lost money in Fanduel because of it, but that's okay because the Steelers won 30-23. to They keep their playoff hopes alive. Now, here's what needs to happen for the Pittsburgh fans out there that might be listening. Steelers need to win in Week 18 against Baltimore. We don't know what Baltimore is going to do with their particular starters and how they're going to play that game out. But they also need either the Bills to lose, or they need the Jacksonville Jaguars to lose. Now there's some weird tying scenarios. Those are the main ways. One of those two teams has to lose. If they both lose, if the Titans beat the Jaguars, if the Dolphins beat the Bills, the Steelers actually could be the sixth seed in the postseason. It's crazy, but here we are. There, Steelers are 9-7. and seven. Mike Tomlin's another non-losing season. There 17 years in a row. Steelers fans hate that, by the way. They hate that record. They can't Wait, stand it. They, they call him mediocre Mike.
0: Well, this this is the Ravens fans loved loved the undefeated uh, preseason yeah. thing. This is like the Steelers version of that, right? Of well, no, because Ravens had fans a losing season. Ravens fan actually like that. So they actually <laughs> like it. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. So I've watched quite a few Steelers games this year, just uh, in uh, support of you, yeah, um, or at thanks. least portions of them. And most of them, when the Steelers are on offense, the team the games have not been fun to watch. No. This game against the Seahawks was a fun football yeah. game. And I was going to text you that because, like, and it was at one point where it was, I didn't know if the, the Steelers were going to win. It looked like they were maybe going to lose. And I was like, just regardless of that, this is a fun football game, but I don't want to mess with you about it too much in case they lost. You're like, no, it was not fun. <laughs> um, but but that, that was that was a good back and forth. It seemed like a playoff game. Both teams yeah. were fighting, like there was, but it was um, both sides. It, that was a good football game to watch. And it was an impressive win for the Steelers going to Seattle and winning that way um, uh, against a Seahawks team that that has basically been in playoff contention and fighting for a while. and they were um, I mean, they were on a two game winning streak. so they uh, including beating the Eagles of two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, that was one of the few venues that Mike Tomlin has not won in. Uh, he said he can scratch that off. He hasn't won in New Orleans yet. He also hasn't won in Chicago. Those I think are the only two venues left in the NFL. He has not won a game on the road, but this was a chippy game. It was a physical football game. I mean, and they let them play. I think there were only like four penalties thrown the entire game. So the official stayed out of it. It was fun. It was an entertaining football game. You had big plays all around. The Steelers ran the ball extremely well. Uh, Geno Smith looked good. Like, my gosh, he was evading pressure like crazy from Watt and Highsmith. But the Steelers find a way to win 30-23 to 23 and keep their playoff hopes alive. Let's talk about an NFC team that benefited from Seattle losing. That was the LA Rams. The Seattle losing, the Rams punched their ticket to the playoffs. This team was left for dead at one point. And yep. they're in after beating the Giants 26-25. to 25. Even though the Giants, they played them tough. The Rams 9 in in the playoffs. You think they have a shot at doing some damage?
0: yeah and this is um with the uh, on the big picture with uh, with brian this has been the rams have kind of been my sneaky team all year of that, if they got healthy enough this is a team you don't want to see play um matt stafford has all the arm talent in the world i get it he can also use that arm talent to throw the ball to the other team but when he's yeah. locked in and he's using um, his, his multiple tight ends this year along with nakua and cup then their running game with kyron williams this is a scary team to play, and their defense is just good enough to to put you off balance, and Aaron Donald can still get after the quarterback every once in a while. Them clinching this week to where they can rest next week is huge for them. Um, I, I, when originally the 49ers clinched a playoff, so I'm like, okay, well, that kind of lets the Rams get in because the 49ers are going to rest everybody, um, and then the Rams might be able to beat them next week. They don't have to beat them next week now. So the Rams being able to rest everybody because they've been dealing with injuries across all of their starters, it seems like. They're going to be a scary team to come into your house and welcome, um, maybe even in you know San Francisco, um, but a scary team to welcome somewhere here in a, in a couple of weeks.
1: Matthew Stafford is that quarterback that you just never know. He could get hot, and he could start. And they have the weapons that they could start to pick you apart. And so when you talk about NFC matchups that they could have, whether it's Dallas, whether it's Philadelphia,
0: Detroit, Matt,
1: Detroit, but yeah, how
0: fun? How fun is that if he goes to Detroit? That would be fun. And them I, I having would, them having their Cinderella season where this is, they finally are back all the fans. And then he goes down there and just shuts it down.
1: That would be great. That would be story. a lot of fun. That's a fun <laughs> that's, that's a
0: cool storyline. I'm, I'm into that storyline.
1: <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the Rams are a team that again, I think a lot of people slept on them and never was like, ah, it's the Rams and they weren't supposed to be that good this year. And Matthew Stafford might be at the end of his career. Here they are nine and seven in the playoffs. The giants continue their downward spiral. Uh, Tyrod Taylor was a quarterback, I think in this game and not Tommy yeah. DeVito. So, uh, anything else on this game?
0: I'll just say that, you know, respect where it's due. Um, Sean McVay has been, I don't know if I've been a fan of his besides, I mean, he does some good things on offense. He might be the coach of the year. Like this is hmm. pretty impressive. I mean, he's at least in the run, the top three for coach of the yeah. year, because this is a team that was left for dead. Um, and it was. You know all their coaches, whether or not he was going to retire, and he let all the coaches go interview wherever they wanted without getting extra permission. And was Matt Stafford going to be traded, and would he retire, and all this stuff? Pretty impressive to lock in a playoff spot.
1: You're not know, even thinking about McVay for coach of the year. I've I've been big on the Stefanski train. Uh, I think that him, what he's done with all the injuries they've had in Cleveland, is
0: I just hate that team. I don't want <laughs> like you as much as you don't like. I don't like the Browns See, even They've like got a lot. Either. They've got a lot of LSU guys. I just don't like that team, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly Stefanski's probably had, but but McVeigh should be in that conversation because what he's done is a different level of good.
1: You you talk about Stafford going back to Detroit. I'm waiting for the Flacco back to Baltimore. And man, if man. Flacco goes into Baltimore and would end their season, I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> that would be that would, again, fun story. No matter no matter who you're a fan of. That's Absolutely. a fun story.
1: I'll tell you what story was just shocking. You know, a game that you're like, man, what the hell's going on? It was it's this Philadelphia Eagles team who is at home hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Now, hey, Steeler fan here, the Arizona Cardinals came into Pittsburgh and beat, beat the Steelers down. Now, the, granted, they lost their starting quarterback, not that it mattered much, but still, they beat the Steelers as a two-win team. They go into Philly, beat the Eagles 35-31, to and it was the way that they went about it. The Eagles were up in this game, and the Cardinals, with what, less than two minutes, drive down the field, and James Conner plunges into the end zone. Game over. Like, this is this was one of those games where you're like, man, what is going on with the Eagles? I'll say it right now go back and check the tape. The 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers, this is the 2020 Steelers reincarnate, which they were red hot. Everyone's like, wow, they're 11 and 0. And they fizzled down the stretch and were one and done in the playoffs. I see the same thing happening with Philadelphia. They're not playing good football right now at all. So, what, what was your takeaway from this crazy game?
0: So first of all, I want to give props to the Arizona Cardinals because this is a team that, um, if they're just being smart about the the long term implications in the draft, like this is a team that shouldn't be trying because they could lock up the second or third um, pick in the draft. They've knocked themselves down to fourth in the draft, and they could get worse than that depending on what happens. Um, this is an Eagles team that I have been talking about all year that isn't this that isn't that good, and I, I felt I, I said it on the big picture that I felt dumb about calling a nine and O team not that good, but I watched them struggle to beat those games in in a row where they played the commanders, Cowboys, chiefs, and bills where they won all of those games, but they were not the best team on the field. Like I, I get it. They won. And there's something to be said for that character of coming through at the end and figuring out a way to win. But when it's every single week, you're just not the best team. Yeah. And now they are a team that's, I mean, really struggling. At, at this point, and I don't think they are that good. Um, they we knew that they were going to be bad, the back end of their defense was terrible all year. They did all kinds of things to try to bring people in, um, to get uh, reinforcements and help there. But this is also just maybe another example of a young quarterback having some success due to athleticism and a good, you know, system, and then getting the big contract, and then just the numbers aren't consistently there anymore for Jalen Hurts. Um, and I, I think he's better than Robert Griffin, but Robert Griffin was the, the number one quarterback future of the NFL. Kyler Murray kind of had some seasons where it was talked about being the next big thing. It, it's, a uh, it, maybe Jalen hurts, isn't as good as, as, as everybody thought. Um, I think he's got some weapons. We also need to give credit to their, uh, Shane Steichen, their mm-hmm. offensive coordinator that left, who maybe really an offensive genius because he might have the the Colts might be able to beat the, the Eagles right now with yeah no quarterback
1: no you're absolutely right the Eagles have been stumbling and you know I, I've been saying it on a lot of these podcasts these NFL podcasts it's like there's just something doesn't pass the eye test for me they're, they're winning football games but it's the way that they're doing it it just doesn't look good it doesn't look like a championship team and everyone just kind of poo-pooed it and said well you know it's the Eagles and they were in the Super Bowl last year They lost a lot. They lost a lot of talent. They lost a lot of their coaching staff. You just don't replace that. And then I start seeing little things. Jalen Hurts saying that they need to work on their dedication. I'm not sure if that's the correct word, but he said something along those lines. Then all of a sudden, Matt Patricia takes over defensive play calling. All these little flags are popping up, and everyone's just kind of like, well, no, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm seeing this as what's going on with the Eagles. Like, What's going on here? And it just seems like it's coming to a head. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm not sure if Sirianni is going to be able to figure this thing out or if he's ever going to be able to figure this thing out. But if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm worried. I'm really, really worried right now.
0: Yeah, and the Eagles, they had an opportunity here because they were basically tied with the Cowboys where the Cowboys were playing a tough game against the Lions. The Eagles had easy wins against the Cardinals and Giants to close out their season, lock up first place in the division, lock up second um, overall in the NFC. And then they lose this game when the Cowboys come out. The Cowboys and referees, I'm sure we'll talk about that game. Or you already (laughs) talked about The Cowboys and referees beat the Lions. Um, The Eagles, they they screwed this up. Like, they're very likely going on the road now to somewhere like Tampa Bay or maybe even New Orleans to to play a game on the road. Mm -hmm. And they don't look like a scary team to welcome in your house right now.
1: No. No, not at all. And so the Eagles' defense might be the most exciting thing. They, They just... They can't stop anyone. They can't anyway. stop anything. Uh, you know, like I said, Kyler Murray was having all day to throw. He was hitting wide open receivers. And you're talking about the game on the line. They, they had no answer for the Arizona Cardinals, mind you. So Eagles lose. That's going to be a big storyline for sure. But let's talk about your Saints for a sec. Okay. The Saints, they find a way to win against a, a red hot Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. The, the Buccaneers were actually playing really good football. Baker Mayfield had kind of reinvented himself coming off the perfect game in Lambeau field 23 to 13. The saints win their eight and eight. What is this log jam in the NFC South? Is it just between those two teams?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't expect the, uh, the, there is a route. If both the saints and Buccaneers lose this next week and the Falcons win, the Falcons would still win the division. Oh, wow. it's not, it's not over. Um, yeah. Having said that the Buccaneers losing to the Panthers doesn't seem like a very likely scenario. Right. Um, yeah. So the saints, I'll just say this was, this was their most complete game of the season. Um, they were winning 17 to zero. We got four turnovers at halftime of 17 to zero and just played a good, uh, This is probably the best. Our, our offensive line has blocked for the running game this year. Um, the running game looked good. We really controlled the, the ball um, and did great uh, kind of getting Baker off of his spots. Um, complete difference of earlier in the year our worst the saint's worst loss of the year was to the buccaneers 26 to 9 um, earlier in the season um I, I i was not expecting this this is a hot like you said a hot buccaneers team that just kind of figured out and this game meant everything to them if they won this game they won the division and it was all over um and so they could have rested whoever they wanted next week and now they're going to I don't think it's a big fight for the Panthers, but the Panthers are going to do everything they can to try and upset the Buccaneers next week. And I don't know if that means anything. Yeah. Um, Puts the saints in a weird position. The saints need a lot of help. Similar to the Steelers, Um, the saints to win the division, they need the Buccaneers to lose to the Panthers. Or now that the Seahawks have lost um, the saints need the Cardinals to um, uh, beat the Seahawks next week and need the Packers to lose to the bears. In addition to the Saints winning in Atlanta, okay. so um, that so seems that, like a more that, likely that's, that's scenario. Okay, to go, go to, could be the the to be a wild card. Um, the Cardinals it. they just beat the 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 Eagles. They could certainly beat the Seahawks. It's a game in mm-hmm. Arizona, and then um, you know the the Bears are five and two in their last seven games. Their two losses being a um, five point loss to the Lions and a three point loss to the Browns. The bear, and that's a surprising, I mean, again, that's a surprising thing that's going on with the Bears right now. They could always beat the Packers, um, but uh, the, the, the the Saints need a lot of unlikely help to make the playoffs. That's hey, the easiest course is to win the division, right? I mean, don't worry about the wild card. The Saints have the easiest schedule in football this year. The, the team that played yesterday against the Buccaneers, if that team would have shown up 12 times this year, the Saints would have locked up the division already and be resting starters next week. Yeah. They didn't.
1: It's going, to, it's going to be interesting, this NFC South. Not a great division, but nonetheless, someone's got to win it and someone's going to host somebody, a playoff I've game. I've said so. that all year.
0: Some, we're <laughs> just penciling somebody in. Somebody's got to win this.
1: <laughs> all right, let's 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 do some rapid fire here. Some of these games, which really don't have any bearing on the postseason or anything like that, seedings, but we do want to give them their due. The 49ers go to Washington to play the Commanders. This was a close game at first, uh, and the 49ers eventually pull away, winning 27-10. to 10. They've locked up everything there is in the NFC. They're in a very similar situation to Baltimore in the AFC. Not much to worry about their 12 and four. Uh, Purdy, everyone was worried about the shoulder, the stinger injury. He seemed to look okay. Sam Howe was the quarterback. Washington, I think a lot of people were wondering if he's going to be the guy moving forward because Jacoby Brissett probably would have played, but he didn't. But like I said, this was 13 to 10 at halftime, and then the 49ers pull away with it. Thoughts on this one?
0: yeah i mean i think this was a good um confidence builder for purdy um i, I don't want to give too crazy credit he was making very short passes um then letting uh brandon iuk and others run with the ball um after catching it uh, but this is what he needed against a team against washington that really posed no threat they need to get in there and build some confidence up and they did that um their defense is good uh we'll kind of you know we'll we'll see what they've locked up the number one seed in the nfc so they will mm-hmm. they can decide If they that same thing like Baltimore, do they want to arrest people for multiple weeks? Do they I'm guessing you don't want to arrest Purdy for an entire two weeks. Um, I I, I think he needs to he needs to stay in a rhythm and kind of and have some more confidence um, against probably what's going to be a, a resting Rams team. So.
1: Well, Christian McCaffrey's dealing with a little bit of a calf strain, I think they said, so he's not gonna play next McCaffrey week. McCaffrey and, and
0: Debo Samuel are not, I couldn't see them playing. They both dealt up and down with injuries. And if you lose either one of those guys, that team's this team's done. They yes. this team has proven they they have to have both of those guys healthy to be to be successful. If one of them is missing, it gives it causes a lot of problems for them.
1: Absolutely. So the 49ers again in the driver's seat. Let's talk about the Bengals and Chiefs. This game was also close. Damn. Uh, At one point, it was 17 to 13 Bengals at halftime, and you're wondering what is going on. And then the Bengals don't score any more points for the rest of the game and lose 25 to 17. Again, the Chiefs are 10 and 6, and they wrap up the AFC West. But I, I watch some of these games. I'm not impressed with the Chiefs. Like I'm not impressed with the Eagles. It's it's just that they're not doing it for me. I they, I don't know what it is. They don't seem as buttoned up as they usually are. They're having some really bonehead dis- like mistakes and penalties. I think that the loss on Christmas Day to the Raiders was a damning loss for the for the Chiefs. We'll see what Patrick Mahomes can do if he has to play a road playoff game, which he hasn't had to do yet in his career. But what was your takeaway from this game?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, exactly what you said. The Chiefs Chiefs not a good, not a good team. Um Harrison Butker, you know, kind of six for six including a 54 yard a 54 long, 54 yard field goal. Um mm-hmm. uh, and he was all of their um after after they scored a touchdown in the first quarter their second third and fourth quarter offense was just harrison butker like pretty 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 crazy the the way that worked out um you know and i'm i like what i've seen from this Bengals team um if if they this team if it can stay together um and then have joe burrow join next year it gives them a lot of hope because this is showing a team that can can play can fight Their defense is going to be able to help out their offense a little bit. Um, Not sure if they can keep T. Higgins, but uh, this is really good. I think for the rest of the team to show how they can come together and play together against you know around somebody like Jake Browning. You put Joe Burrow back in there, and this is a team that's dangerous.
1: Yeah, the Bengals are eight and eight. It's hard to believe eight and eight, and they are in last place in the AFC North.
0: And they started off bad with Joe Burrow. It was—I mean, they've they've actually had a winning record, I think, since he left.
1: Yeah, I mean, my my wife said to me the other day, she said, man, the AFC North isn't that good this year. I said, uh, they're actually really good. <laughs> the worst team at the time was 8-7. and seven. Like, that's the worst record. No other division can say that. And so um, the Bengals just find themselves on the wrong side of things, and they're eliminated from the playoffs. And the Chiefs, like I said, win the AFC West, and they're moving on. The Chargers and Broncos, another AFC West matchup. The Broncos, without Russell Wilson, Insert activate Trevor Simeon. I think that's who they had at quarterback. Was that who it was? No, Jared Stedham. Stedham oh, up in, 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 even with better. the Jets.
0: Even Simeon's better with the Jets.
1: That's right. Simeon used to play for the Broncos. You,
0: you like had a stroke and remembered five years ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> was it five years ago? Good yeah, lord. He, he, he
0: was in New Orleans last year or the year before. Man.
1: Anyways, whoever it was, it wasn't Russell Wilson. The Broncos win 16 to 9 the chargers without Justin Herbert are a shell of themselves. Not that they were that good with Justin Herbert. Any thoughts on this one?
0: I'm no, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, I don't know if either one of these teams actually cared about when it was Jarrett Stidham versus Easton stick yes. and the, the chargers, the, I mean, at least they fired some people, but the worst coach team in, in football, um, playing like whatever's going on with the Broncos. Everybody's loving to hate on them right now and attacking Sean Payton. Um, it's uh yeah, this I think this was this some somebody had to win. It should have been the Broncos.
1: Well, I think this this offseason we're gonna be doing a special podcast on the whole situation with Russell Wilson because that's very unique. And are you gonna West... wait till
0: after he signs with the Steelers? To oh come on. Do... No, 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 <laughs> no. That's not ha-
1: no, 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 not happening. <laughs> uh <laughs> let's leave that thought and let's move on to the Packers and Vikings. The Packers, Jordan Love, 33 points, 33 to 10. The Minnesota Vikings just don't have a quarterback. They, they, they're throwing out everything that they have. They, they did the Josh Jobs things for a while. They did the Nick Mullins thing for a while. And eventually it's just enough. Enough is enough. And now, the, I, I don't know, the Vikings eliminated now from playoff contention?
0: No. Oh. Um, we, no, 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 the Vikings are. Vikings are eliminated.
1: Okay. The Packers are not?
0: The Packers oh, no, are not. No, the Packers control their own destiny. The Packers really? beat the Bears. They're in.
1: That's crazy. That is crazy.
0: The saints need the bears to beat them.
1: Yes. So Jordan love again. I mean, they, they dominated this game from the get go 23 to three at halftime. And then they run away with it in the second half. Uh, this, any other thoughts on this game? This was not one that
0: I really tuned into, to be honest. Um, also I watched it. It was, it was a good game. So I've, this'll be the first time that I'll say like, maybe there's at least a possibility. I'm wrong about Jordan love who I, who I don't think is a good quarterback. Um, this was this was a good game for him. Um, I don't know how much the Vikings really have to to push against that. I'd have to look more into the teams he's played. But I'm I'm not a Jordan Love fan. I don't I don't see him as being able to take the reins. Obviously, this morning or last night, everybody's going crazy about the Packers did it again. Um, I I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. Um, I think these are probably two teams that are just kind of in the middle of the of football and they're okay and they should be around eight and eight that they're playing each other and. You know, one of them had a a guy that maybe should be in the league, and the other team didn't have a quarterback that should be in the league.
1: Right, and I think that you know, with the Jordan Love thing, you know, as, as a Steeler fan, I can speak personally to the fact that it takes a lot more than just one season, even, to show whether you have a quarterback. Like it takes longevity. Right. You got to be able to prove it over and over again. And he has has had his ups and downs this season. So I, I don't think any Packers fan that's a true, you know, looking at it from not through the green and gold glasses would say that like jordan love is the guy like i don't think we're there yet let's talk about some games that were kind of duds uh let's talk about the panthers and jaguars which the most notable thing from this game was david tepper the owner throwing a drink on jaguars fans at the very end of the game wow As the Jaguars beat the the Panthers 26 to nothing. That's the only takeaway from this game. This game was awful. It didn't even have Trevor Lawrence. CJ Beathard, I think, was quarterbacking for the the Jaguars. And the most notable thing, the Panthers owner dumped (laughs) a drink on the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, and it's clearly on video where it was not an accident. He threw a drink at somebody. Like the contents of a cup. He didn't throw the cup. He threw the contents of a cup clearly at a Jaguars fan. Um, that this, the, the, I think the league, my, my statement was, I think the league has to overreact to this. Like this is, I, 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 just, I can't imagine how they're going to react. I mean, this is, this is a, <laughs> this is bad. Like you can't have an owner throw a drink on a paying fan. No, well, what, what would
1: the punishment be? That would be an overreaction. Were you gonna take a draft pick?
0: Um, I mean, I think there's at least like a million dollar fine coming. For sure,
1: not that it matters to him.
0: Not, not that, not that it matters to him. I wouldn't be surprised to see like a second round draft pick taken. Whoa, that would be which harsh. would be which would be killer. This he threw a drink on a no, fan. I know, and, I know, and the, the fan looked did. like a maybe a teenager. Like I mean, he, I think he's probably mid twenties or something. But I, yeah, that you can't, you can't. I, I don't know. Like they just can't. I mean, it might be like you can't attend games next year, kind of thing. Like yeah. that, that would make sense of like for for one for next season you can't be at any game at home or on the road um i mean this is this is what david tepper is like he's a petty individual who a guy didn't give him a job once and once tepper made his money he went back and bought that guy's house and tore it down he bought like a 50 million dollar house just to tear it down yeah i mean so this is kind of what he is this but there has to be an overreaction from the nfl if, I just couldn't imagine if there's some, some owners that if they did this, I just couldn't imagine what would be. I
1: mean, for to, to give you an example, when they're finding players $16,000 for just pointing at another player, man, what's this going to be when an owner, a team owner, throws a drink, you don't have the, trust me, it's annoying. I'm sure those Jaguars fans were chirping the entire game. You have to have some self-control. I mean, and, and by the way, who puts the luxury suite so close to the fans? <laughs> what's a horrible what, stadium build. So
0: what, what what would happen if a quarterback threw an interception and then went over to the sideline, a fan's yelling, he takes the fan's drink and throws the drink into the stands. If a, if so, if a player had done it from the field, threw a drink on a fan, yeah. like it, it'd be a, I mean, that guy would miss multiple games and many thousands of dollars. Yes. Like this is an owner.
1: No, <laughs> oh, I know. I, I can see a hefty fine and that's it. And maybe they say that, you know you can't attend games. Who was the last owner that wasn't allowed? To, was it Ursay in Indianapolis Marge that shot. wasn't allowed? <laughs> Marge oh. Shot
0: <laughs> is David Tepper the new Marge Shot?
1: That is that's a great comparison. Actually, we, we, should,
0: we should ask him how he feels about German <laughs> politics.
1: Let's not go down that that avenue <laughs> right now. Let's switch gears and let's go to the Texans and Titans. The Texans blow the doors off the Titans 26-3. to C.J. Stroud returns in a big way, and this game was never really close as the Texans led 20-3 to at halftime. Any takeaways from this one besides the Titans just being awful?
0: Yeah, I think that this is just more into, I mean, at this point late in the season, you just look at both these teams and start talking about what it means for, for next season with them. Uh, the Texans are going to develop and be a scary team. And the Titans, I don't even know where the rebuild comes from. Um, Derrick Henry is not Derrick Henry um, anymore. And without that identity, I don't know what they have. Um, This is, again, Ryan Tannehill back to playing in this game, um, who I don't think is going to be there next year. The team's going in complete opposite directions when one year ago, these teams, I mean, again, the the Titans look like a team that could go into the playoffs and scare people, and the Texans look like a, a terrible organization.
1: Yeah, the whole Will Levis thing. I mean, again, people love the knee-jerk reaction. He had the couple big throws, but he – I don't know. Has he won a game yet since he's uh, been
0: a starter? Um, Wouldn't his his first game, I thought, was like one of the – it was like – didn't he have like one of the best debuts in, but they, in didn't league they lose? history?
1: He threw like three touchdowns, I think, in a losing effort. And everyone's like, wow, like what a game. And then he hit Pittsburgh, and he lost that game. And I don't know if he won a game after that.
0: That was the, I thought, I thought, I thought they beat the Falcons. It was twenty twenty three. 23. Right. I thought that was this first okay. game was against the Falcons. That's why I, that's the reason I remembered it. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> yeah, Mr. not, Mr. not, Hellman. not a good team. And a, this organization looks, I mean, they're, they're headed down. Yeah. Mr. Hellman's no good.
1: All right. Let's go to two more games. The Colts and Raiders went head to head in Indianapolis. The Colts win 23 to 20. This game was back and forth. Aiden O'Connell. Trying to disguise himself as an NFL quarterback, um, just doesn't have the look of anything. But the Colts, you brought up Shane Steichen, like the dude has his team ready to play, and they're winning games. They they could have locked up a playoff spot if they had won last week. Nonetheless, they didn't, and the Colts now are in a position to make the postseason with a game against the Texans, the Texans. next week. So that'll be interesting. But the Colts are nine and seven. The Raiders fall to seven and nine. Thoughts on this one?
0: So, um, one, I mean, the Raiders, I think, blew it by having Aiden O'Connell throw the ball 47 times. I mean, he did throw for 299 yards, and he didn't throw an interception, so that's progress. Um, But asking him to throw 47 times is just a terrible game plan. Now, they didn't have um, uh, Josh Jacobs, so I I get it. They were just trying to scramble to do anything. Crazy to me that next week, either the Colts or Texans are going to be a 10-win team. That's just absolutely crazy. The Colts, who haven't had a starting quarterback all year, like they had a rookie coming in that was like, was he going to develop? He looked like he showed a couple of things that might work in the league, gets injured. And then it was kind of Gardner Minshew's been their quarterback. Yeah. Um, And they lost Jonathan Taylor for half a year and then lost him again a, you know, a couple of games later. Crazy that the Colts are in this position, also for the Texans. But next week, the Colts and Texans play each other. One of them will be a 10-win team. That's crazy. That's it's crazy. absolutely insane
1: it's a resilient group and I, I think that again steichen for coach of the year i'm not saying he should win it but he should be in consideration they've been through a lot like you just mentioned it you you have anthony richardson and everyone's like wow look at this rookie you know he's dynamic he's running the ball he gets hurt and then gardner Minshew comes in and you've got your team on the precipice of a playoff spot like get out of here like this is crazy colts fans have to be excited for where they're headed Meanwhile, the Raiders with Antonio Pierce, we're not sure if he's going to stick around as the head coach or not. We'll see how that pans out out in the desert. Last game on the docket, the Falcons and the Bears. The Bears, you mentioned them earlier in the show, have have won a lot of games in the, the past stretch They are now seven and nine. They beat the Falcons 37 to 17. Justin Fields, I'm telling you, this guy, I don't know if it it took him playing for his career in Chicago for his job, but he's turned it around. Is he great? No. But is he dynamic? Yes, he's running with the ball. He's making plays in the passing game, and the Bears are going to have to make a decision on him. We'll see what happens there. What are your takeaways from this game?
0: Yeah, I mean the Bears are doing the right thing, and again, Justin Fields was hurt for for half a year, and it, I mentioned earlier they're five and two in their last seven games, and they're two losses to the Lions and Browns. Uh, like this is this is a team that can compete with anybody right now. Um, big deal for the Bears to when they got DJ Moore from the Panthers, um, that mm-hmm. kind of stupid move from the Panthers, but bringing in an actual receiver to Justin Fields. Um, has been a, a big deal for him and then I mean they're always going to have to have a running game outside of him and Khalil Herbert like in this game had 18 rushes for 124 yards Um, again this is a team they're going to have the number one overall pick in the draft they're also going to have like the you know another top 10 pick if they decide to go with a quarterback they could flip Justin Fields for two firsts from somebody if not three firsts and then, then, I mean, th- this is really a team in a good position to go either way, whether they keep fields or not. Um, if they don't want to keep fields, if they do want to keep fields, they can trade the number one overall pick for a huge haul this year um, again. And so uh, the Bears are actually in a good position, I think, for, for a team with a losing record. And uh, the Bears uh, have a... Um, another com- competitive game next week um, where they're needing to play the Packers, and I think that's going to be a fun game for the Bears, where they're going to want to want to go in there and um, hurt Packers feelings and beat them yeah. at Lambeau. For sure,
1: I, th- like you said, the Bears are in a great spot. Everyone laughed yeah. when they traded away the pick last year to Carolina. Carolina has the top picks and now they own that pick this year with the quarterback class coming out. If they choose to move on from fields, they will probably have people that say like, Hey, what's it going to take to get the first pick? Hey, let's play this game. Let's keep rolling it. Let's keep rolling the dice. And they're going to have more picks in the first round. They're going to have their own pick in the first round. The bears are set up, but again, picks are only great if you can actually execute and get quality players. Look at what Cleveland did for all those years. Well over a decade. Well, the top pick. If you pick the wrong players, it doesn't matter. Then then you just wasted those draft picks. So we'll see what the Bears do. Nonetheless, they win. And that wraps up Sunday's action in week 17. Week 18, just like the NFL wants it, is going to be really exciting. It's going to come down to the wire. Uh as a Steeler fan, I freaking hate they play on Saturday at 430 and then there might be a chance that you have to wait until Sunday wait. night to know if you're going to get into the playoffs or not like that's that's killer killer man but what any final takeaways on the week that was
0: yeah so it's it's this is kind of coming together the way we all hoped um a lot of the main portion of the middle of the season was kind of quote unquote boring because we had three four teams you are like these guys are better than everybody else Mm -hmm. we got like three teams that are terrible and then there's a whole bunch of jumbled mess in the middle of teams that we didn't think that were good were very good and it was you know Anybody they get up playing these two or three good teams are just gonna get shelled. It's not really showing that way anymore. Besides the Ravens. Outside of the Ravens, anybody in this league can lose right now. Um, and there's some pretty interesting playoff scenarios. I think this is exactly what the NFL wants with this flex schedule for week 18. This oh, yeah. is perfect. Everybody's gonna be tuning in. You are gonna watch football all day Saturday and all day Sunday, <laughs> you know, watching every single play, wondering if your team's gonna make it in. So it's yeah. uh there's gonna be a lot of fans like that too. So it's a uh, it's it worked out perfect. This is actually great week seventeen and eighteen.
1: absolutely. And if the Steelers if, if hey, perfect scenario is the Steelers win on Saturday. The, the Ravens rest their players. I don't care how they win. The Steelers win, and then maybe somehow, some way the Titans beat the Jaguars and I don't have to stay up really late because then the Steelers would already be in the playoffs and they play at one o'clock. That's a perfect mm-hmm. world. I don't live in a perfect world, so I'm not expecting that to happen.
0: The Derek like, Henry, you're the Derrick Henry comeback game. Yes,
1: let's do it. Hey, the Jaguars have choked it away before. So let's say, let's not pretend like they're some <laughs> you, veteran. You're gonna team. be
0: like, I've always believed in Will Levis. I
1: oh <laughs> I've always told everybody there was something about that guy. There's something about mayonnaise and coffee, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Hey, Wesley, tell everyone where they can find your uh, coverage of the New Orleans Saints as well as where they can get you on social media.
0: Yeah, um I uh covered the saints for the dome patrol podcast. You can find us on Twitter X at, at Dome Patrol Pcast. And you can find me at, at Wesley 13 um, whether you want to talk about the Saints or anything in the NFL.
1: There you go. And you can find my Steelers coverage on the Steel Curtain Network. Wherever you get your podcast search Steelers or Steel Curtain Network, you'll find it. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at J Hartman, H-A-R T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. That's a wrap. We'll be back next week and Wesley and I will be covering the preview aspect of these playoffs coming up. We'll let you know what that's gonna look like once we finalize this thing after week eighteen. So be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, Wesley, thank you for your time. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Happy happy new year, please.